I'm Elizabeth Banks. That's me singing. I'm Paul Brooks, and I'm not singing at all. <laughs> and I'm Max Handelman, enjoying the singing. There's John Michael Higgins. This was always my idea to start the movie with us singing because Jason Moore came up with the brilliant idea of having the uh, universal theme song sung at the top of the first film. We gave it to the troublemakers, and I knew we needed to do something to top the troublemakers and set the tone for the movie right away, that it would be really ridiculous, even crazier than the first time. And so we brought back John and Gail, and they sang the theme song this time. Very wise, very wise choice. Thank you. I also knew I would get asked the question over and over, are you singing in this movie? Are you guys singing in this movie? And I knew John was a really good singer. I think you're much better than him, though, Liz. Max, we should talk about the inspiration for this entire sequence, which came from we attended Bill Clinton's, Bill Clinton's 50th birthday party at the Lincoln no, Radio no, City Radio Music Hall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, all these amazing performers, Aretha Franklin, I remember, and military bands and different things. And so we just thought, for the top of this movie, we wanted that level, that the girls would be singing at that level. We had talked about, oh, maybe they're at the Super Bowl or something, but this became much more contained and right. Yeah. And, and As you will see in a moment, the magnitude of what happens next is important because the President of the United States is there. That's right. He, spoiler alert. He did personally turn up on set, didn't he? <laughs> yes, yes, he did. did. He's a huge cool. fan. He's a huge fan of Paul's. <laughs> You're too kind. Look at these sequins and sparkles on my... That's Max's least favorite line in the whole movie. Hate it. Look at these sequins and sparkles on my... I mean, we're meant to be setting up here that they... They're over the top, they do everything, you know, people just, it's like, you just want to sing. They're all about the showmanship, the fancy outfits, the choreography. And the president enjoyed it as much on the day as he really did. He did in, he the, in that show. Nothing but professional. And seeing him at craft service, how nice was that? Yeah. Eats only gluten-free, apparently so. There is so much happening on stage, I don't even know where to look. Back in my day, we put on our blazers and we just sang. There you go. That's the thesis of the whole movie. Maybe snapped our fingers if we were feeling frisky. There were jokes to be made in there, but we uh, didn't have time. <laughs> well, there are still some on the cutting room floor, of course. Slashing the DVD. Oh, which is what this is. Girl dangling from the ceiling. Who hasn't had that dream? Rebel uh, went to the Cirque du Soleil school here in Los Angeles for five weeks before she moved down to Baton Rouge, Louisiana to shoot this movie and studied with a teacher there on what these are called silks. She studied on the silks and uh, she had an amazing stunt double named Joette, Joette Orman, who's upside down right there. That's Joette. Oh, there it is. She also had a butt double for that. <laughs> and indeed, the whole debate, I remember, revolving around inspecting various prosthetic butts. Yes. There was a lot of discussion of this, the lovely person who came in and allowed us to shoot her behind. Very charitable of her. When, we, quite when, right, we, ripped, when we ripped the... 
And then, of course, in the edit, the debate about how much can how we much show of said. Right. That is Kay Cannon, a writer of Pitch Perfect 1 and is. Pitch Perfect 2. Held at the historic Kennedy Center. Is it keep, worth keeping it classy right here, Kay Cannon? <laughs> she showed her virginity. <laughs> she was very funny. We had a lot of funny stuff from Kay. All eyes were on the acapella singers, the Barden Bellas. Natalie came to set. Jake is an old friend of ours. This is him being a total dick. This is you got to get all your favors in when you're asking. That that was a local woman from Baton Rouge. She did a great job. She really did. I am deeply sorry. This was Rebel's idea to have a an apology letter. She actually read it in a different scene, and um, I decided it would be better here. So we had to use CGI to change the color of her dress so you wouldn't know it was from the later This scene. guy's another local guy. Pay attention to the Chiron at the bottom. <laughs> Spent a lot of time on that. You either choose to wear underwear yep. or you don't wear That's underwear. That's a choice I make every day. <laughs> Was Jimmy Kimmel's mom is one of the biggest fans of Pitch Perfect that, that there ever was. Rosie O'Donnell's already not on The View anymore. Get ready for Rosie Perez. Be in that limo ride home with the president. Cut to the real president. He'd be like, that it was off the I should declare at this point, just to remove the expectations, that I did not perform a cameo in the film. True. Just True. So that is not can... Paul on the bicycle. Right. It's... Everybody can settle down and enjoy the film. This is a last-minute addition. I just knew I wanted the girls to have a Charlie's Angels coming back together moment. So we threw that sequence together. I had about eight minutes to shoot it. Great shot. <laughs> Chloe, chill out. It was a mistake. They're not going to burn us. The wallpaper in this particular room made me choose this room. Was this the old governor's mansion? Yeah, it's the old governor's mansion in Baton Rouge. It has the most amazing wallpaper depicting battle scenes from uh, the Civil War. And uh, see, there they are. You can sort of see them behind Chloe just then. There you go. I just love that. <laughs> I love, there's literally scenes of like all the ladies standing up watching like a huge battle happen. Like bringing the, bringing the gentlemen like baskets of food to eat. Deep metaphor you were pushing for here, Liz. I just, Lily. I yeah. just loved the wall. It was all about that wallpaper for me. That lady was fantastic. She had an, she has another line that ended up on the cutting room floor. Try not to hump the furniture. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and you've really upset these people whose, whose names I've already forgotten. You know, I got accused of letting this movie sit a little too long, but there's just some amazing gems of jokes that I still to this day wish I could put back in, but I understand that not everybody wants to watch a two and a half hour movie. Well, I don't think Max and I ever accused you of that. I think we were in favor, in fact, of a three and a half hour movie, but we couldn't get there. The terms of your suspension are laid out in this document. I always loved that we had a document. I never understood that. Like people email now, nobody has documents. Couldn't get past that. If I remember you raising that very point on set. I did not want to use that document, <laughs> but it was written to the script. Thank you, Kay, and I could not get around that document. And there was an artistic sweep to that moment. Mm, yes. So we can't defend our title and we can't tour. And you can't hold any auditions. We don't need your ranks to grow like a fungus. <laughs> oh, so that's it then. That guy was That fantastic. guy was a local hire, also fantastic. Everyone that we All of our local guys were great. So great. Has shocked you. Especially since you're all seniors. John Michael Higgins. Um, Genius. He's one of the great improv artists, oh. and uh, we wrote this role for him. That's why the name of the character is John and always has been in the script. It's 
And indeed, we have three tiers of, of him, don't we? We have the stuff that's in the movie, yeah. the stuff that's in the DVD, and the stuff that's so blue it's in our own private <laughs> Yeah, that's DVD. right. Only in, our pri- only in our memories. Katie Seagal is one of my... I loved Married with Children, and I have always thought... Kate, I knew Katie Seagal was a singer, and she was a fantastic. And I, was, I felt like we were so lucky to get her to come and play with us for just a day. And Haley Steinfeld, our newest Bella. We probably read a hundred girls. They look like uh, mother daughter too. They do. Mm. Yeah, we really picked a good team right there. Unless you're gonna get a showdown. Haley was fantastic. Came into this process, the new girl, seventeen, supposed to play. I really wanted to cast a little sister, and she is so that to all the girls. She is the youngest. She is the new one. She's the Barden Bella fangirl. I told her to lean into it. She kept asking me, well, what about this? And I said, just, you're you. You can just lean into the exact experience that you are having every day on this set of being the new girl and trying to figure out, you know, how to be in the group. All right, the next phase of my life begins. Hold on. There's nothing in here that strips us of our national title. I and love Brittany. Brittany has the bluest eyes. They're so gorgeous. To represent America at the World Championships this spring. Ah, yes, the World Championships of Acapella, where every four years... John's expression here. <laughs> he loves to look at me like I'm crazy. I have to say the actress is very good. Can't stop you from going to the world's competition. Not gonna help your... You'll see, we do a lot in two shots, John and I, because we love the chemistry... I love the chemistry between the two of us. Absolutely. You... We're always in sync. the other groups. <laughs> oh, how do you fit such big dreams in such a small body? What if you win it? <laughs> I mean, this laughing run went we on could for not a minute. Stop laughing. <laughs> if I recall, the crew was dying. Yeah. Everyone yeah. was dying. That's it. It was a ten-minute laugh jag that I had to cut down. That's because they hate us. <laughs> that happened because John kept forgetting that line. <laughs> So he kept, he kept saying, because they hate us, and it was supposed to be because the whole world hates us. And he never got the line right. I don't remember that. And it came out, I had to help him, the whole world, the whole world hates us. And it ended up being so much better when it was a, a when we threw it around to each other. <laughs> you spent so much time on those t-shirt guns. I love those guns. That was, the moment was worth it, Max. <laughs> I just love the notion of having t-shirt guns. <laughs> Go big or go home, guys. That was my motto the whole time. Ah, and here the debate over the two songs. Yes. Finally settled. And this is a cappella. Let's do this. Hey, yo, trebles. See, it's funny. This song is by Mika, who's a British artist. And when we showed the movie in London, people went nuts for it because they love him over there. And I think it's important to remember that that was something we were going for, was more international sound and more international appeal overall for this movie. And I felt really gratified that the Mika song was so appreciated outside of the United States. Well, the English, as you know, are a very appreciative nation generally. Very. Oh, yeah, they say that's a gratitude, attitude of gratitude all throughout over there. Completely. And fine cuisine. And dental hygiene. (laughs) (laughs) This song we 
partially went with, and mainly because we loved it, but also because it really lays out all the different voices and sounds that acapella can make. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, we spent a lot, uh, in the first film, the audition sequence of the first film introduced you to acapella and how a song gets put together. And I didn't want to spend too much time doing that in this film because we'd already done it before. But you do want to remind people just how um, acapella works and how all the different voices come together. And also and the, the song has just such great energy. Such great energy, yeah. I said love's gonna get you Yeah, so much of this comes from our life at college, Max and I. This was meant to be, and at our school, the main venue is an old church. And so we talked a lot about how that should feel like it's a converted church. This is not all your fault. This is on all of us. So if we don't win the world, then what are we? Just a bunch of girls that hang out? What's wrong with that? I love scenes like this. There's a few scenes like this in the movie where every Bella has a sort of a line that really represents them and their character. And this right. is the reintroduction of all the characters again. Well, I will do whoever <laughs> it takes. To really start to understand who everybody is, you know. She's kind of the slutty one, and Becca's always a little bit of the outsider, always sort of outside the group, doing her own thing. Lily doesn't talk. Chloe's like the anxious leader. Esther's a lesbian. <laughs> you just get all, you get a lot of information out of very few lines in a scene like this. Very well written for everybody. I will see you Monday. Becca, We really wanted to establish that Becca's character was going to do her own thing in the movie not be part of the group and that she'd have to get back involved with the group by the end. Great job, Troubles. You guys killed it. Thank you. You like acapella? Oh, yeah. I've got my heart set on being a Bella. It's actually... Everyone loved Benji in the first movie. <laughs> and we really wanted him to have a little more wins in this film. Now that he's not trying to be a trouble and he is a trouble, we thought, what else could he be striving for? It, it's only weird if you don't embrace Thank it. I recall the poor bloke suffering in that Baton Rouge heat. Yeah. It was, yeah, with a, this, his sweater all the time. He had to change him. his shirt a lot. It's been months and we're still getting hate mail? Sucks. Your Very important to put the Bellas at the bottom of the barrel again. Are officially registered. Update your passports, ladies, because we are going to the very sunny, very beautiful Copenhagen. Oh, yeah. The hotly debated the Copenhagen hotly. <laughs> I was gonna say, Copenhagen was <laughs> not Paris, not Rome, not chosen. Berlin. Copenhagen. Uh, Were there some other? I can't. Was Antwerp, Antwerp. possibly? Antwerp. Yeah, I had a feeling. Antwerp. Antwerp is a much funnier word than Copenhagen. Right. I really wanted it to be Antwerp. Because in the end, of the, at the mm. end, I don't think it really mattered. And it, by the way, it didn't matter at all. This yeah. was a no. You know, this is what you do when you make a movie. You have to make these compromises because we have a lot of collaborators and people that care very deeply about There's certain our things. First and only Supreme Court justice joke. <laughs> what were the old? I, ma I made, old a, I made I a feminist remember. movie. I needed to put Sonia Sotomayor is in the Barbara movie. Barbara Streisand. Bar B Streisand. Yeah. yeah. Right. I know. I love that. Here you go. There's a, there was a storyline in this movie, in the original script, where Jesse went away. Um, he graduated early and went off to California and left Becca. Dreams. 
Yeah, that his dream was coming true before his before Becca's was. And we ended up, we just didn't need it in the final movie. I really loved the notion that they're just a solid couple. They're great. They support each other. They're loving. They're just, they've got it together. Right. And we didn't need any drama in their relationship this time around. No, we'd already seen the angst in the first movie. Yeah, I think it's really fun to watch a movie about girls that are not worried about their boyfriends or being in love, that they're, you know, she, this, she's a career gal, and I think a lot of 22-year-old women who are graduating college, that's what they're thinking about. They're thinking about their job. They're not thinking about who they're going to marry. The legend himself. Keegan-Michael Key. Nailed it. Love this guy. This Austin Lyon is his name. Elizabeth and my personal favorite. <laughs> well, we have to build a new world here. This is a totally new place. Um, <laughs> it required a little world building. You know, you need to understand the new situation that Becca finds herself in. She's got this incredible boss, this guy, da you know, where... Dax. Well, the Dax shit from anybody. Wasn't he a late discovery or came through a, a lawyer? There were always, some curious... There were always jokes in the script about a Dax character. But that actor specifically... He came in very he, late. He's he a yeah. local hire. And he and Keegan just really hit it off yeah. that day while they were hanging out. And um, they just started doing bits, and everything that they did was gold. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Another great improv chap, of course. Amazing. Yeah. If you had listened to the album like I did, stranded in the air with T.I. I didn't think we needed to include this bit about Snoop Dogg having already put out a Christmas album. Kay Cannon, who wrote the script, was very adamant. You know, she's, when we cast Snoop Dogg, she was like, but he already did a Christmas album. This doesn't make any sense. And I thought, no one has ever heard this Christmas album of which you speak. And Keegan and I sort of talked about it, and I thought, we probably don't need anything about this, but let's throw it in. And then he came up with these amazing improvs that were so funny about, you know, Eminem's rocket ship. And so that was it. We had to keep it. Ideas on how to make this one stand out. Here we go. Okay, you got it? Fire when ready. I want to hear ideas. Another alt was Dr. Dre's submarine. That's right. Dr. Dre had a submarine. <laughs> Probably has one, I suspect. Anybody but you. What if we got those dogs that bark jingle bells to back him up? And let me, let me, let me guess. Let me guess. You want those dogs to back him up because he's Snoop Dogg? Yeah, that is a really great example of a horrible idea. That, that was a line that Kay wrote that I love. Take a lap. What? Take a lap. But I'm wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> I don't care. Go, go, let's go. I want to see knees up. Knees up, please. Guys, I should give you one. No one's ever noticed that uh, the lead of our movie doesn't say a single word in this scene. <laughs> she's... But she's just taking in this new yeah. world, you know? In it was really to important to intimidate her, exactly. Have her feel like she is no longer a big fish in a small pond, but that she is a little fish in a big old ocean. That's the theme of the whole movie. Oh, sorry, my babes are all crazy. I was just jumping. Uh, I um, just came from auditions. You guys weren't there. I, I was hoping for the chance to sing for you. No, I can't help you. We're not allowed to take anyone else new. Oh, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. I, I'm, a, I'm a junk. What'd you say about your junk? <laughs> Everyone gets that joke, which is, is great. Gets it's a it. great reflection that everyone remembers 
Cynthia Rose. Mm-hmm. Essa's just so great in this film. She really shines. So great. On every level. She really embraced the character, and everything that she did came from it. I love how Alexis Knapp as Stacy just disappears over the just couch. Just disappears and just randomly flops over the couch. For Here no we reason. go. We had to make room for Chrissy Fit to come in. There laugh. she goes. <laughs> Every time that makes me laugh. <laughs> Benny Hill, yet again, Max. Yeah. Another Benny Hill moment. If legacy wants to audition, we have to let her. Okay. There was a great line in there from Chrissy Fit. That's why we made room for her, but we ended up cutting it. Right now. Right here. Right here, right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, so Flashlight, which Haley's about to sing, this original song, this idea for an original song was something that we always wanted in this in Pitch Perfect. And um, we went out to a lot of writers. We got about 25 submissions for songs. And Flashlight, which was written by Sia, and um, the original demo was actually performed by Sam Smith, who's incredible. And we just... It's a great song. I really love this song. I think we all really love this song. But more importantly, you know, we have to translate. I have to translate these things into visuals. You know, they have to actually be put on film and be meaningful on film. And this song brought to mind a visual for me for the end of the movie. You know, there's a big payoff to this song, obviously. We don't. We are introducing it here for the first time, but we, we hear it four times. And I just instantly had the visual locked into my head about, you know, Benji with the flashlights and what it would look like at the end of the movie. And Spoiler alert. Well, anyone who's listening to us has seen this movie. Maybe there's some people who actually go here first. And no, then, you know, no one does that. No one does that. She's pretty good. Can we take her? So it was, it was all about, I just saw the visual and I thought it really hit me that we could do something very strong with this song for the end of the film. So really, we're not breaking any rules. We have the perfect loophole. You know, it's always good to have an extra body. Just in case one of us gets kidnapped or ransom, it's turned into a shit. That joke. People start laughing over this joke. I know, they came in here. Well, kidnap or ransom is like the first of it. But that joke comes from, I listened to an actual NPR story about a family that was, that came to America in a shipping container. Um, I believe they were from Thailand. Um, and escaping the Khmer Rouge, but... <laughs> that would be Cambodia. <laughs> Cambodia, thank so you. Maybe Cambodia. See where you're going. Geopolitical. Whatever. Makes sense. It's not her strength. Very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> not my strength. <laughs> All I mean to say is that we try to actually... You, there's something authentic to what everyone's saying. But I appreciate the precision of Max's comment there. But you're right. Giffing herself, jiffing herself. Gif or jiff? Jiff, we don't even know. Jiff, gif, we're too Still old to know. Still too confusing yeah. to me, all of that. It's probably already super By hardcore. the way, like 16-year-olds <laughs> say it, don't all say the same thing. Rubik's Cube while taking vodka from a maxi pad. That's what my mom said happened. Mm, no can do. Well, look around. We don't exactly have a maxi pad to spare. No one really understands what that line means, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's it's very Orson Welles, Citizen Kane. It just feels I think it's right. just all about, exactly, like, it's a house yeah. full of women, so clearly there's no maxi pads left. <sighs> Let's go get into trouble. Lots of time spent on these ADR jokes right here, which may or may not work. Positive as always, Max Handelman. <laughs> no, nothing but great positive things to say at all times. Now, of course, this scene contains one of the great cut idols of the film, mm. which... 
we revisit gently later on. Gently, that's right. There was at one point a pet pig. There was a, a rather excellent pet pig. He was yeah. fantastic. Spirited. Fine swimmer. So much promise. He belonged to Benji. Yeah. We'll see him later. Those aren't words. Although, a bit of a struggle for everybody, if I recall. It's made a lot of noise. Turns out pigs a tend to squeal. Squeal. squeal a lot, lot of squealing. Particularly of squealing. when it's four in the morning in a neighborhood. Yeah, enormous amount of squealing. My, I recall a lot of personal apologies to the neighbors. <laughs> and a few dollars, if I recall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bribery works. The smoke always blew into her face, <laughs> which made me laugh. <laughs> God, the number of songs we tried out for this whole sequence as well, right? And you know what's worse is, well, the problem was there were two songs that were perfect for this sequence, and we couldn't license either one of them. Right. That was the problem. These are the compromises that have to be made, people. Why didn't you tell her? Oh, she's just... She's, like, locked in on the world right now, and I'm looking for the right time. I'll tell her. Bumper's back! Woo! There he is. Bumper. Bumper's back. We originally had Bumper arrive on a, a security Segway mm -hmm. um, with a gigantic mascot hat on, which at one point he would, he slammed down and then rolled into the swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so hot, it just, he would just take the helmet off. And every time he slammed down, he just was just sweating so much by the end of it. At one point, he decided he would take his shirt off in this sequence, but he forgot that he was mic'd and that his <laughs> mic was attached to his chest. Right. So he took his shirt off, and then we were just all looking at his microphone <laughs> that's on his chest right now. As you're watching this, there's a microphone underneath those shirts. <laughs> Don't forget, it's the magic of the cinema. This is the beginning of the Fat Amy bumper love affair. Well, it began in Pitch Perfect. We're continuing right. it here. For you shippers out there. That's right. so excited to meet the woman who's... The meeting of the mentee-mentor. Mm. We're sisters. I can't believe we're sisters. Oh, yeah, hi. Hi. Chloe texted me. We added a legacy. I didn't even know that was a thing. Mindy was pretty crazy out there. You can see it in all the... You can the see girl, it in their the hair. girls' hairs, like yeah. so. But also, we had a huge amount of dancing. Didn't we have a huge amount of people leaping into the pool at various points, yes, which we decided we not to We did. Yeah. That was our brush with uh, liability insurance. Mm. I've understood that doll. You know, I I was like, college is weird. Those those guys were all like twenty. They want to put a doll up. That seems right to me. It was it came out of the moment. moment. Yes. There were a few homages, a few For, subtle homages. Right yeah, there. yeah. There's a subtle homage. Apocalypse now. Remind me again why we are at a car show. Well, we do of course have a very significant one, which we'll touch on later, mm. relating to the great Sam Peckinpah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now where are and his particular use of camera. Keep it in your pants, maybe. Stacy! The car show. Here come the Germans. Again, this was something that was taken really from right out of real life. Pentatonix had just done an Audi car show before we shot this movie. And uh, we were lucky enough to get Volkswagen to, to help us build this giant, amazing set. We are, we are the sound Here they are. 
Here they come. In all of their self-importance. This is Birgitta Sorensen from Denmark. She was supposed to just introduce the group at a microphone. But when I, I knew I wanted to have these LED screens, and once I knew I had the screens, I thought, well, we should start with her on the screen. And then, I don't know why, but I immediately went to a disembodied head of hers and the Max Headroom idea. And that's where that came from. You can pay attention to this kid in the glasses. He's like double and triple jointed. Watch what he does with his arms. It's crazy. Flulaborg. The epic Flulaborg. And Fitz, don't forget the beatboxer. Yeah. There he is. I saw her referred to in uh, a review as uh, a German wolf hunter. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's a perfect description of what she looks like. We should know that Flula was originally going to be a woman, of course. Zaftiganka. Yeah. We yes. loved him so much. Uh, the role was written for a woman, and we changed it to a man when we met Flula. They're so freaking insane. And actually, he's incredibly accomplished, isn't he? As both a singer, a dancer. He's His amazing. improv is great. I mean, everything about him is just so impressive. Yeah, and he's a little slightly ridiculous, so he right. really fits into the world of Pitch Perfect very well. Extremely talented, undeniable, really. Right. And also, but Be also odd. Right. And I love the fact that Begita comes from such serious drama yes. world right. in terms of her pedigree. It's so extraordinary, and here she is doing something. But she does it with such, you know, with she's so serious about Absolutely. it. That's why you, you love it. The Wolf Hunter is totally straight. Right. Here comes a fantastic exchange. You came here to see us? Is it because you are, what do the American kids say, jelly? We are so not jelly. We should really thank you for making this tour a reality. You know, with your bumbling ineptitude. We should send them something. <laughs> Fruit basket? Yum. That was a line that Brigitte said. I, I want to offer them a fruit basket or mini muffins. The mini muffins makes Can me laugh Can I do that? Time. And I said, sure, go for it. Chloe's reactions to Becca trying to talk trash are classic in this scene. We love watching Britney's now. Yeah. <laughs> and Haley. You are so tiny. Like an elf. Or is it a fairy sprite? Wie heißt das Wort, das ich meine? Trommel. I just love the way he, he, he just says that word. Trommel. Watch Britney here. <laughs> his delivery is so exquisite here. <laughs> so committed and serious. Don't try to beat us. You can't. We're the best. And now I really must go rest my neck. It is sore from looking down on you. Okay. Amazingly, Brigitte is actually not that much taller than Anna Kendrick, yeah. 
but she really embraced the notion of being taller and if you if you could see the giant shoes, the platforms that she put herself in for those right. scenes, it's pretty incredible. She also, really committed. Wasn't there a fair amount of uh, Anna stuff improv by her in that scene, if I recall? Mm -hmm. Some of it, yeah. Yeah, she really... Yeah, Kay definitely... Kay wrote in the notion of her not being able to trash talk, right. like of being sexually confused. But Anna really embraced it. Completely. Say yeah. Oh, the rehearsal montage. Mm. <laughs> you know, you gotta have a rehearsal montage. If you look closely, a production of Equus is going on in the background <laughs> of this sequence. This is a shared space amongst the performing arts groups at Barden University. So yeah, there was a variety of horse-related jokes made that we were convinced no one would actually get. Yeah, no one so, knows what Equus is. Yeah, so we cut them. A great, a great play, Equus. Great should, play. Should be seen. Should be seen. Could it be a musical? I wouldn't. No. The ice scene probably a bit tricky. Ah, fire reading. The snap. The fire reading snapshot. We did, of course, have a much more extended fire eating sequence, which we did, but ultimately, it didn't further the story, which was just that they had to. All we wanted to get out of this was that they spent their rehearsal doing everything but singing. And it didn't quite click, did it? No. Mm -mm. It didn't. It made, it made Fat Amy seem uh, dim-witted, which she's not. She should right. always seem very smart. Right. It made her seem a little insane, which she, we, we want to make sure she maintains her, her reality. Snoop Dogg. Huge coup. Huge coup. One of my favorite scenes in the movie, this. I had been talking to, um... You want to mention? Someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Another rapper. Um, who ultimately couldn't do the film. I think we call him hip-hop artist. A hip-hop artist. Yeah. Okay, sure. Known for rapping. Because one of the things we wanted to do is we wanted to take a rapper and have him sing and show a different side of someone, of an artist that everyone was familiar with. Nothing special about it yet. Do you know what I mean? Any ideas? Because okay, I... Um, didn't Snoop's daughter love the movie or his niece love yes. the movie? Yes. Mm -hmm. And put in... Kalimba. Kalimba. You know, the finger thing. <laughs> this is the two of them going back and forth right here. <laughs> so good. Go, go in the corner. Go eat your lunch in the corner. But what am I gonna do with my sriracha? Say one more hipster thing, and I'm gonna shove you. I wonder how long. This line, I believe, was. <laughs> Kay wrote that. It was actually from Kay's husband. That's right, Evan. 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 Yeah, who's also Vintage a Vintage case, a genius, genius line. Mm -hmm. Fine line. Be careful what you pitch to me next. Um, just have him sing it again the same way. Who are, who we shot are you? these sequences on the last two days of filming. All the Bellas were wrapped already. Everyone had gone home. Sure. Nobody else has an idea. Let's uh, do it exactly the same way again. Will do, nephew. We go Yeah. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? 
people wonder why we did Christmas music, but it's when you're when you're using a real artist in the movie who has a repertoire, you don't want to redo, you don't want to sing any of their existing material, and they don't want to introduce new material in our movie, and so, but you want to sing something everybody knows. And so it came down to, well, they either want to make a Christmas album or they want to make like a, you know, sing the American songbook or something. <laughs> and right. I think we just all felt Christmas music was funnier. And actually Snoop Dogg really loves Christmas music in real life. And nailed this. Oh, nailed it, yeah. He sounds like Bing Crosby. Here comes Santa Claus, Santa Claus, Santa Claus comes tonight. Santa Claus or it can be something different. It can. Okay. That was amazing, Snoop. Thank you so very much. Uh, you can take a small break, man. I love the costume design of uh, in this scene too. We like to drive in This is all Snoop Sal right did there. Such a great job. I also love, as you mentioned earlier, seeing the juxtaposition of Becca's uber confidence at college yeah. to the intimidation to, yes. here. Yeah. And yet she's still trying to push and is pushing, but yeah. she's still... It, she's ambitious and wants things for her life, but like, you know. But she finds it intimidating. It's, yeah. Which it would be. Yeah. Okay. If, uh, if you have any demos you'd like me to listen to, I'll make the time. Oh, seriously? Mm -hmm. Seriously, yeah. Oh! Dax, do you see what happened there? Uh-huh. She did something that was helpful, <laughs> and now I'm going to reward her by listening to that her. That was all improv. Yeah. <laughs> now, turn around, please. And this is Keegan being a good guy as, as a producer. He's not just a, a, a dick for a boss. This is important for him. By the way, that line, water skis for dry land, is just one of the finest lines in <laughs> film history. <laughs> Oh, it's coming. Whee! The pecking the peckin' par moment. Here it comes. Slow-mo pillow fight. It's the wild bunch. There it is. Yeah. This Sam Peckin' Pa. Eat your heart out. Okay, we're into very early in the script writing process. Gotta have a slow yeah, motion pillow fight. We just love the notion of a slow motion pillow fight in the in our girl empowerment movie and just taking ownership over it and making it our own. Our bunch of goofballs. Just relieving some stress. Because, you know, pillow fighting is actually pretty fun. Fancy. I'll take your word for that, Liz. So, <laughs> a little secret. Every time they open that, I off stage would go, oh, oh. And then we replaced it in post. <laughs> that line was, act was actually written by Max Handelman. Like, how are my teeth? They're from other There's people. There's Alexis Knapp two-hand overhead throwing a solo across the room. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are, 40 minutes in. Epic uh, moment coming. Chrissy Fit had made that joke somewhere else in the movie, and we couldn't use it where she had made it, but I loved it so much that I had her ADR it for that moment. David Cross. So glad y'all came. Come on in. David Cross and I worked together on a play many, 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 many years ago. I saw his name on our casting list for this role, and I just knew he would bring so much to it, and he really does. 
Yeah. You really have to believe that this person has a lot of money and is inclined to love acapella and would wear their pajamas 24-7. <laughs> Hidden in that goose you just saw was actually a My Pretty Pony. Yes. That we also had him caressing. A brony. A brony. He that was, was a also, brony, wasn't that a know. delightful improv moment between him and Rebel there? That line that he says, you do not come to a gentleman's house and touch his goose, he, he did make right. up on the spot, yes. Very cool. Max's personal favorite scene in the entire movie, mm. I think, would be fair to say, and many others. Another verbal beatdown, highlight of my day. So, have you abandoned your foolish plans to face Cheryl Marks, uh, who's our head of hair, she just wanted to experiment as much as possible in this movie and be really cutting edge with all the hair because she knew so many young girls were going to see this movie. And this is one of those experimental hairstyles that I think really actually comes off amazing. But still cheaper than shipping like a horse. <laughs> I mean, it really makes Brigitte look incredible. Flula did multiple versions of that line as well. Culminating of the horse line? Yeah. 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 <laughs> culminating a zombie holding a hair dryer <laughs> in a snowsuit. There, there were bumblebees at one point. Suitcase full of bumblebees. His delivery, though, horse and moose, <laughs> it's just so exquisite. Welcome to the first ever showdown of the national... <laughs> The National Acapella Laser Ninja Dragon League was in one of the earliest drafts of the script, and we just never changed it. <laughs> no, and it made no sense. And it makes no sense, that and is, no one knows what it is. That's David that's, Cross's Cyrus from the Warriors, the Warriors homage. That's his homage. Mm. It just never made any sense, but we all just loved the absurdity of that this was the Laser Ninja Dragon League. Okay. We have the Barton Bellas. <laughs> we have the Tone we could not get all the original tone hangers back for this movie. We had scheduling issues. And so John Hodgman came in and Reggie Watts came in. Taking a break from their national tour, the sound machine. They made that up on yeah, the they spot. Did. They just loved doing that. They brought, they brought that to the movie. There they there are. There it is. The note we gave to him is just pretend like you're getting ready to storm out in the field. It's Josh sitting yelling like a maniac. Well, here's how this is gonna work. When I point to you... The great thing about those guys, they were so passionately committed to... I mean, the rehearsal time, I mean, everything, everything about it was just... so reflective, I guess, of what they do, in terms of the professionalism. So I really wanted a beatbox battle in this movie. No one knew I wanted that, because I didn't know if we'd actually get beatboxers that could do it. But as soon as I... Saw Fitz and I cast Reggie. I because I had worked with Reggie, so I knew Reggie could do this. And I literally just on the day said, "Hey guys, you guys are gonna be in a beatbox battle. You'll figure it out. You're freestyle." And this is all freestyle. There was no rehearsal. We set up three cameras and we shot this. There's some additional uh, Bill Cosby-related beatboxing there that we cut for. Reasons. You gone. And then a Way to bring it down, Max. Well, here, of course, the uh, yes. Cornelius, which yeah. is one of many, many hotly debated. Right. Takes if I recall, the three of us debated the, the to and froing here was an, an impossible choice to ultimately make, <laughs> but Cornelius works. And that was David Cross's one note um, to us 
well, he had, was, well, he had a couple notes, but his critical note was, can you get me an oversized mallet from props so that I can drop it and hurt my I wanted, yeah, I, I wanted to be too heavy. Just, he also, he came up with 42,000. Yes, that's right. It was originally 40,000. He, he said, you know, I think 42 is funnier. Yeah. And let me tell you, when David Cross says something's, he thinks something's funny, you should listen. But wasn't it just talking about the name again for a second? Every time he did a new name, it yeah. was as funny as the one before. Cornelius, Sebastian, Isaiah, I remember. Sebastian. It was just every one. <laughs> there are variations on like Brooklyn, Park Slope, <laughs> hipster baby names. Some were just like biblical names. There's a right. lot of like sure. Isaiah, was, yeah. Jeremiah, yeah, which Josiah. Are Bro- that's the Brooklyn hipster I baby f- names. Mm, interesting. I think there might have been a Rupert in there. I'm not sure. This, my mind's a little cloudy on it all now. Joe LaTrulio doing his thing. Joe and that I is... have known each other since Wet Hot American Summer, which is my very first film. She just seemed like the perfect person to have this solo. Yeah. Yes. I think many men would agree with that. And watch Hanamali as she's launching missiles and grenades during the riff-off. Can you handle this? Clay, can you handle this? I don't think they can handle this. <laughs> the original choreography did not have that butt shot, but I insisted that they be objectified Jeez. and then we must show their behinds. If you're going to sing Bootylicious, you got to show off the booty. And it was the Packers' idea to uh, create tearaway sleeves for yeah. Clay Matthews, who I understand was um, doing push-ups all day in advance of <laughs> shooting. That is an improv that, yeah. by Ben, who did such a great job with that line. We knew that he needed to break down the song. I think the original, the original line has something to do with like, I'll bake a pie in your butt or yeah. something sweet like that like let me come over and bake a pie in your butt and um he did the tip the waiter and nice hot meal and i we just felt it was like you fell in love with him all over again interesting side note the cotton velour velvet jackets very reminiscent of the black cotton velour velvet suit i wore at school the night the dance Delivered my future wife to me. Oh, yeah. So I just wanted to throw that in. People see, people see so much of their lives in this movie. That was all Clay Matthews, by the way. Amazing actor like that. He did a great, amazing job. Incredible job. Absolutely. Jason Jones has no idea that he has an amazing singing voice. (laughs) Jason Jones did not even see the first Pitch Perfect. He has never seen. Has still to this day. As of as of the making of this DVD commentary, has still not seen Pitch Perfect. That's so great. No, he has, he has. He's, he had to settle a bet with me about that. Oh, he did. Yeah, but yeah, great voice. Amazing singer. And this is uh, Jason and Anna both singing country songs, which we really wanted to try and introduce and feature into the world of Pitch Perfect to uh, you know acknowledge country, that yeah. entire audience of fans. I got, I got nothing. God damn it, I got nothing, guys. What? Oh. Ah, the proverbial choke. Yeah. Some of the few uh, cursing anywhere in the film coming from Clay Matthews. I'm 
Reginald Wilson, Moncrief, Matthew the Fourth. One of my favorite lines out there. It's extraordinary with names. He just isn't made he? up. He just made up, <laughs> up a name. Clayton, Reginald, Moncrief, Matthews the Fourth. I'm afraid you kissed that goodbye. No, oh, no. Green Bay Packers. The guys were great. They did a whole bit about give us one more chance. Oh. Do yes. Oh, oh. And for those that haven't seen Pitch Perfect one. Uh, yeah. a hangover from... This is a, this is a deep cut uh, surrounding Bumper who left Pitch Perfect 1 to go be an assistant to John Mayer in the event anyone remembers that. Oh, they remember. Of course they do. It always gets a laugh. And this is DSM doing the robot to a Taylor Swift song. Which, a little incongruous, but... It's all about how they are in sync. Mm-hmm. There's Hanumay Lee throwing grenades. He's throwing them back. for everyone because it sounds like you're implying that John Mayer and Tina Turner are having... I think we, we went through a whole list of other women that that could be. It was like... That it was like Reba McIntyre. <laughs> or it was like, what older amazing singer would we want to say John Mayer's porking? <laughs> and amazingly, to John Mayer's credit, it's all somewhat believable. Yeah. No, I, yeah. It's plausible. He's a lover of ladies of all ages. He does his thing. Okay, y'all. Take a second to think about it. Time. I want to hear Esther do a full-length version of this song. Do wop that thing you do. She sounds incredible in this song. And this is ni Germans doing 90s hip hop. It's just awesome. Girls, you know you better. Watch out. She's, She's got such a great voice. Such an amazing voice, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it really leaves you wanting more. That's Rebel singing Trap Call Quest scenario, one of the 90s college anthems. And Falula doing Cypress Hill. Would it be fair to say, Max, you're a bit of an expert when it comes to 90, all things 90s? I live 90s hip-hop, and yeah. yeah. And boo. I'm sorry, what? I love these shots. It's as if David Cross is gliding across the floor in a moment. More like a 21st century jam. That's it. Yeah. yeah, there's some really incredible work by our steady cam operators in this sequence. Gliding. Here he comes. You're saying it's an original. Look at every face on DSM is so good behind him. 
That's Joe Latrulio saying, go home, my girl. Spit on originals. What is your name? Emily. Emily. I hate you. <sighs> that was an improv <laughs> that we just loved. An unprofessional information. I he also said, I would really like a princess crown for the winner. <laughs> Crumbers of the tiara. For myself. <laughs> because I'm the real winner. And he is. And that's what I mean by when we hired him, I knew he would really embrace it. Love the finish to this scene. Yeah, it's important to remember that in this movie... It's very competitive, but at the same time, we just want to sell the idea that it's true that everybody in this world just loves singing. Yeah. If you don't love singing, you don't do this. Certainly not for a living. So we wanted to make sure we always kept it very joyful. So this was their 90s hip-hop jam that they didn't need to win because the Bellas messed up. Yeah. Yeah, DSM loves singing as much as the Barton Bellas. I'm just kidding. Would you like to have sex later? No! This was a sequence with the winking that went on about <laughs> right. for about 15 minutes. <laughs> we could have put 15 minutes of winking in the movie. <laughs> so hard to cut when it's so funny. Wanted to continually establish a little connection between Haley and Ben's characters. And this was one of my great scenes. Great favorite scenes. This kid is not my nephew. Hey, I know you're crazy busy, but have you had a chance to just wanted to build the pressure on Becca? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. At her job. This Again, this is all about how you go when you leave college, you go from being a, a big fish in a small pond out into the big bad world. And what you gave me was more mashups. And you get reminded that there's lots of people out there that can do what you can do. So how do you make yourself stand out? And your, yeah. So your and your boss may may or may not even know your name, or care. Yeah, I mean, I love that he's either a nemesis or a provider, mm -hmm. and it's all about how she plays it. All right. Right. So that's fine if you want a career DJing raves out in the desert. But if you want to write music producer on your tax form someday, then you've got to have an original voice. Do you understand? You've got to show me what you have. Right now, what I have is a demo with mashups on it. Yeah, yeah. I got lots of stuff to say. I'm just saving it all up. Look. Uh, Rege Rebecca, what is it? Becca? Becca. Okay, yeah. So, you're an intern. And everybody he just played this so well. Yeah, just grabbing burritos. That was my idea. So I was like, you should, you should just go get all the burritos. Everything that she's working to do, like putting all the burritos together, just go take all of them. <laughs> but I love also that, that he crystallizes here the reality of, of her situation, which is that she's right. talented, but so is everybody here. That's right. Everybody's you... talented. So you are now in a different pond, girl. And that's right. It, it's a whole different place. And that's another thesis of the movie, covers in an acapella group. Covers versus originals is something that we wanted to play with in this movie musically. Since we are making a musical, we have to have a musical issue. So originally, as I said before, she was calling Jesse in California, where he had gone to live. 
And we just rejiggered it like, eh, he's just next door. Indeed, we actually shot the scene. Mm-hmm. Did yeah, we, we not with um, We shot him answering the phone yeah. sort of after the fact, trying to call her back. Uh, you're definitely- a very quick smash and grab scene, if I recall, en route. We have a lot of those, a lot of those in this movie. Hey. What? A girl can't say she's going to grab a smoothie and return 14 hours later? This is also one of the few scenes in the movie between um, only two people. <laughs> I don't know why, but I felt like I needed to make a movie where 90% of it involved uh, 70 cast members at all times. Which indeed you did, Liz. Oh, yeah. I think this is a really effective scene. It is. It had one of my favorite jokes, which we had to cut for the MPAA to get our reading down. But there was a really great joke about um, why Rebel stashes things up her bum. I'm a great keeper of secrets. I'm like a safe. Which I'm afraid won't be on the DVD either. But, <laughs> Probably But just not. know everybody yeah. that it was really Just know it was, it was really funny. funny. Just be disappointed that you didn't have a chance right. to hear the joke. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that internship that you sneak off to. What? Um, Come on, Becca. You know how we do that thing every month where I take $20 out of your purse and you pretend not to notice? I saw your ID badge in your bag. Don't be mad. I, I'm not. I'm not mad actually. About the badge, the money, I want to come back to. <laughs> Becca, why didn't you tell us? Or at least Chloe. I don't know. Just I love that moment from Rebel. It's one of her very few moments when you see Rebel very vulnerable. Like, why wouldn't my best friend tell me this? Maybe Chloe's a better friend. Um, it turns out, like, totally not good enough to be a music producer, which is cool and fun to know as I enter the rest of my life. Okay. She's so good here. Right You're the most talented person that I know, and I've met three of the Wiggles. Intimately. Rebel improv that line in the read-through, actually, and we added it to the script. We should explain who the Wiggles are for our international fans. I think the international audience knows better than Americans who the Wiggles are. Is that right? Yeah, the Wiggles were, they're from Australia. They're from Australia, but I didn't... Uh, they're bigger, they're a big children's group. Right. But they were huge here, weren't they, years ago in America? Yeah, there was a big tour here for them. Oh, okay. I'm surprised you're not on top of Wiggles culture, Max. No, they're kind of done. Our children are still little. Yeah. The good news is the girls that are seeing this movie probably went to that tour ten years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> when they were five. <laughs> so they know who the Wiggles are. One of the naturally loudest scenes in the film. <laughs> There's a train. We were out in nature. Frogs. Yes, lots of frogs. Birds. Uh, lots of frogs, if I recall. Definitely a train. Definitely a train. Oh, Crickets. Candles. Crickets. Napkins. Foods other than salsa. Yep, the jungle. The jungle of Baton Rouge. Sounds like howler monkeys are in the trees at a certain right. point. And another sweltering evening, if I recall. A huge bowl of exotic capers. <laughs> I didn't know what those were, but they're like salty peas. So literally, I had to explain <laughs> to Adam Devine that what capers were. He's like, what the hell are capers? No way. And I was like, you know, I they're like salty that. peas. And then he put it in the movie. I'm like, they're little green, salty wow. peas. Get 
Dipping, dipping, ebbing and flowing. That's bumpers, market analysis. <laughs> yeah, he wants to be a grown up. He's tr- again. This movie is all about like graduating and becoming grown ups, and he wants to be a grown up. He's ready. Mm-hmm. Fat Amy's not. If you're interested, this is harder than I thought it was gonna be. Bumpers outfit coming, courtesy of costume designer extraordinaire Sal Perez. Yes, indeed. That's what he's wearing to his date. Still unclear if Adam just doesn't know how to say orchard. <laughs> like, I don't know if he meant to say it like that on purpose or not. I loved that run. Most of that was improv No, I don't. I don't do that. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> when we watched the scene at the premiere, and everyone gasped when she turned him down, they were so angry, and I thought, oh, this is going to be so great for later in the movie. Absolutely. <laughs> you really want to earn it. And well, then of when course, when she comes back to yeah. him, and that it's amazing. Yeah, it how lays much, up the How well fantastic. we earn it. Tied down by anything? I'm on a walk Also, very hard to figure out a reason. You know, it's like you don't want to be mean and say like I just don't like you because she does like him. It's really hard to figure out how to turn him down nicely. Well, this was a really tricky scene, wasn't it? To shoot, because yeah. I remember the night we had so much debate about, and indeed in the cut, in terms of the tone of it and where you, you take the comedy, where you take the pathos, yeah, and how you find that place of. Well, um, because she's basically like, I just want to hook up with you. But right. you don't want her to seem like she's super slutty. Right. And that's well, and he's like, I feel like a slut. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And we had to walk a very fine line with this scene. Just, just timing, you know. Two people who weren't weren't seeing right. weren't seeing it yet at the same time. We just love Benji, so we had love, to stick him in yeah, here. Yeah, just had to. Huge debate about that boat. Yeah, but just Benji on the boat. It was just, in the script. It was out of the script. I said, I want to put it back in the script. Just, I want to shoot had, it. And then had to. It was in the movie. It was out of the movie. Had to throw it in. Well, it really was about we needed a springboard back out of that scene because really people get so affected when they sort of break up, when, right. when Bumper and Fat Amy are done. And we're going into this big, you know, crazy sequence of them singing and dancing again. And I just felt like Benji provided a bridge that the movie needed. For sure. You know what, guys? I know we're trying a lot of new stuff, but I feel like we're going to get out there. Well, we all love them in the boat. And we, and we just love them. Sorry, these braids are so tight. You know what? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I have many, many doubts. Because if we fail this, then we won't win the world. And if we don't win the world, there will be no more Bellas. And then without the Bellas in my life, would have had, I don't know. I love this joke. Yes. Malaria. <laughs> Meaning. Flow. Three, two. Hey we should Mention perhaps give away the little short. secret uh, here. We can. This entire sequence was was um, created for a, a group of blind people, a convention of the blind. So if you look around, you'll see most of the patrons of this are wearing sunglasses indoors during the day. Um, or, ha- or have canes. or ha- There are even actually some guide dogs in the audience. And we... No one quite got it. Uh, 
it turns out that when you perform for blind people, they don't, you know, they like weren't really into it. The crowd was not really into it. This, and yeah. it felt like we needed to actually give the Bellas like sort of a pretty amazing performance here. And so we, we couldn't use most of the audience shots. Watch Becca get her hair in her face. That, that was love not that. intentional. <laughs> but it was a great indicator that the group is sort of falling apart. Yeah. They're not in sync. And that's what this is all about. This is some exciting stuff. But the subtle irony we planned of the glamorous, very bright outfits playing in front of a group of blind, blind people, yeah. we, we lost that. Yeah, we did. tragically. At least we all have it here. It was too subtle of a joke for this mm. sequence. Wow, a lot going on up there. I think this sounds good. Honestly, my senses are overwhelmed. I said to AJ Akman Jones, who is our choreographer, I said, you know, this sequence has got to just be over the top. I want it to seem like something the Bellas would never really do, you know, with the twerking and the, it's too sexual. And I said, I just want to pack everything and I want the tearaway pants and, you know, props galore. And he kind of helped pick out all these props. Look at this. <laughs> and, um, And I do think, again, like, you really get the sense that they are doing everything but just focusing on singing There's together. There's Christopher in the hamster wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of focus on the hamster wheel. Even these common people can see that the Barton Bellas I will He's, say, she see, got John right, right there is reacting to the fact that no one can see. That's right. That's why he's looking back. What happens when you send girls to college? <laughs> For a class, the low point of the Bellas. Just when I get stressed, words just sort of flow right. And we want to establish that she can easily write a song, and Becca has been struggling to do it. Hello. The worlds are right around the corner, and you guys are acting like we didn't just eat a big bag of. Ah! Why are you yelling at me? I was burnt to death because you aka bitches. If you almost died, it was only because you were standing in the wrong spot. No, float flipped into me. Sure, blame the minority. A black, gay, and a woman. Esther came up with that. <laughs> On her own. Me? Obviously, we're not going to beat Docile Machine at their game. So, we need a new plan, like now. At times like these, there's only one thing for us to do fake your own death and flee the country. Close. <laughs> we're going on a retreat. One of our, she had another great line. She says, Look, I put, put, rocks, rock. put rocks in your pockets and walk out into the ocean. <laughs> No, Mom, it's bad. It's The girls are yelling at each other. No big deal. I remember putting your godmother, Maggie Pistol, in a chokehold because she insisted that George Michael was gay. Ooh, we really wanted Again, to establish. We, we so wanted that line to be funny, and for some reason... George, no one knows who George Michael is anymore. That's a line for the moms. Yeah. Right. That's who that line's for. But you're going to get to go to Europe. That would have been the... But more than anything, we wanted to establish that this is a sisterhood, that... Katie, you know, that Katie Seagal's best friends were all Bellas. And they're still her they're friends, still and, her friends in, her life. in her life. Right. But you will. And that nothing can put an end to the Bellas. Because it's really about friendship. Not about competing. 
morning, Benji. Emily. Listen, I think, uh, I think you're missing a word here. Oh, God. No, no, no. <laughs> These are the kind of... This movie works... Uh, the jokes in this movie work on, like, five different levels. Sometimes we just have a big, broad, physical comedy moment. Sometimes it's something silly someone says, and sometimes it's, um, you know... Grammar. Grammar on the side of a bus. Yeah. Sure. All right. Okay. Well... We want to establish that this... He's finally broken through a little bit. His persistence is winning her over. Right. You bet. Okay. All right. Have a good one. I think that's what we blokes generally do, don't we? We just. You gotta wear us down. Yeah. You the just wood. gotta wear us down. Preferably with glitter paint on your hands. <laughs> Next big reveal. Sweet. Here she comes. It's nice, right? I need to find someone to charge my laptop. How'd you hear about this place? From yours truly. There she Hi, is. Bellas. With a shotgun. We wanted Aubrey to have a shotgun because we always figured she'd be part of the NRA. <laughs> yeah. It came back later, but it ended up on the cutting room floor. Welcome to the lodge at Fallen Leaves where Fortune 500 companies send their employees to build teamwork skills. You run this whole place? You know, I realized that I had a knack for barking orders and bending people's will, so I made a career out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me. Fall in line, fellas! See, she ain't changed. No slouching, <laughs> no straggling. She ain't changed. That's one of my favorites. It is with great sorrow and regret that I had to watch our once proud organization become a national disgrace. Can I have the case to the minibus? Zip it. The world's signifies a shot at redemption. See, they need a, like a real true leader because Becca's mind is on something else. Chloe's just totally freaking out and there's no, not really any other leader. For the next two days, you will be doing everything together until you regain it. Ladies, get ready to be transformed. You are surrounded. This is really the mission statement of the whole movie right here. And the support of a proud female tradition. And a few dozen bear traps, so don't stray too far from the marked paths. Obviously, the bear traps are a metaphor for the traps of life. Of course. Duh. All the pitfalls that can befall you. There are no guest rooms for you. People yes. must realize that this entire film is just a metaphor for... That's right. Yeah. A lot of metaphors in this movie. It's one of my favorite shots. It took me quite some time to put together the puzzle of whose heads were going to be where. Yeah, so there's an important moment coming up for a certain subset of our fans involving those two ladies. It's true. I was in the original Spider-Man series, and I was inspired by Spider-Man and Mary Jane Watson's upside-down kiss for the Becklow moment that comes up in the middle of this scene. Becklow, for people who don't know, are is the... Becca-Chloe... Becca-Chloe relationship theory. So they're, right there... They've been together all along. That they're really in love. So that is my upside-down Spider-Man kiss moment. Phil generally gets deeper from here, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, nothing silly happens now. 
and at different points you can see Kendrick smiling. That's <laughs> I love the tongue from this. Why do I get travel people? This is all improv. Are you touching my goodies? Yes. <laughs> this is this scene is really all about Esther Dean. She provides two of the biggest jokes in this whole sequence, and and it's why I ended up keeping this song, which Brittany so improved. Um, <laughs> this was all an improv as well. I had to bring them back in to re-record this. There it is. There it was. Because people love, they laugh so hard at that line and at this idea of this Natalie Imbruglia song. And I, we, we had no idea we would ever have this in the movie. This bank's hammering our budget again, Max. Yeah. I was like, now we have to go buy a song. Because <laughs> Esther was too funny and Brittany picked a really funny song. Come on! Today, we are going back to the basics to relearn how to sing as a group, while also enduring death-defying team-building trust exercises. What a great idea. OK, so let's begin. He was a famous trumpet man from out Chicago way. Oh, he yeah. had a boogie style so no one else could play. He was the top man at his craft. And then his number came up and he was gone with the draft. He's in the army now, army now. He needs the boogie woogie bugle boy company B. partially just to run through the history of acapella and all the sort of songs, the harmonies. These are all, all of these songs, if you're a music nerd, you would know all of these songs require um, great harmonies. It's the hallmark of these particular songs. Gosh, you got a great voice. Now this, I mean, we get a oh. sense of how high these girls went, but they really, really went high, didn't they? Really? On the day. Blob bounce. The Blah Bounce, by the way, I highly recommend the Blah Bounce. It's I mean, super fun. The crew went on it after we finished shooting that scene, and uh, our DP um, got launched so far oh. and did a full belly flop. Full. And, well, he went all the way around one and a half times. It was the half time that got him. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't get everybody up there. It's, there are still some people who had fear of heights. Including Max. Max didn't get up there. Max, I think it's unfair. You were very busy, if I, I recall. Yeah, I, I would have gone. I, got, I went up there. Did not have my bathing suit. I went up there multiple times. And I let the crew launch me, which is really fun. Because when the big guys launch you, you fly really, really far. Just sound machine, but I know it's not going to be by doing this. This is just an exercise in finding harmony, Becca. Becca? Sometimes you have to break things down. Before, before you can put them back <laughs> That's old school Aubrey, Aubrey. posing right there. more important than this. Nothing. Forget it. No, you don't think that we haven't all realized you've been a little checked out lately? Come on, Becca, just tell her. I heard that. Tell me what. This is some oh, Rebel Wilson brilliance coming here. Rum pum crooker for schmeller. Listen. I don't want you guys to fight. You're Becca and Chloe. Together, you're blowy. And there you go. a good blowy. So, okay. I've been interning at a recording studio and a legit music producer wants to hear my work. God forbid I have something going on outside this group. Okay. So why would you keep something like that from us? Because you're obsessed. You all are. 
We're graduating, and the only person thinking about life after the Bellas is me. The main thing I love about this are the guys in the background who were out there on a paddle boat all day long. It was a man and a woman who had never met before, and I'm convinced they're going to get married, that they've had a grand love affair out there on the paddle boat in the background of this sequence. I also thought that was just an homage to one of your favorite French films, Elizabeth. <laughs> Now, of course, here, yes. much debated, Whoa. all those bear traps sitting out in the oh. middle of the ground. There were signs. <laughs> but if I recall, all those script debates, at one point, weren't we having bears? There was, there was gonna bear. be, There was going to be a grizzly bear attacking a real bear, or a black bear. Was, yeah. There was a tree I that was going to fall. Yeah, that's a tree. Totally yeah. an was... actual bear was not the way to go. Now, bear in mind, this is a bear trap that's designed to hold a bear, uh, but it's <laughs> cracking under the weight of... 115 100, 100 pounds. 100, 100 pounds. And Kendrick wanted it to feel authentic. Yeah. That's a great line, by the way. Not a very well. Well, we had the the original design of the trap was um, the thing that's just like a, a rope around your feet that you hang upside down the whole time. And I thought Anna cannot sit up there and talk and do this whole monologue no, upside no, down. No, no person could. could. And so we redesigned it to be this. Uh, <laughs> this big thing instead. I had an amazing stunt team that, you know, had to go out and set up all of these cranes and the wires and, um, you know, set all that up. That's really, Anna really, she really shot it like 25 feet in the air. She's alive. I sleep upside down like a bat. And she really got up there too. She really went up there and did that. So impressive, everyone. Everything's changing so fast, and I'm putting all this pressure on myself. You know? This scene, so much stress because it was supposed to rain. Right. Yeah, I know. And we had nowhere to shoot this if it did rain. We went and scouted another location. It would have been a total nightmare. So we just got, I mean, I don't know, was it you, Paul, that prayed to the rain gods? I did. I did personally. Did a few, yeah. some dances. And yeah, I, I did that a lot. Burned some effigies or something. Or I don't know above. what you did, but yeah. thank you. We were extraordinarily lucky with the weather on the shoot. We were. I mean, on, on a level that actually, if you do the yeah. maths in terms of what should no, have no, happened. No, no, oh, it should have rained every day. <laughs> <laughs> it was hurricane season by now. This is ridiculous. You want to collaborate on something? We did. We really got away with it. Wait, you're being serious? Yeah. Big debate whether we would have a version of Cups in this movie. And it wasn't until one of our arrangers, Alana, Alana DeFonseca is one of our arrangers. She arranges most of the, the Bella's songs. And Alana arranged this version of Cups and presented it to me very early on. And the minute I heard it, I said, oh, yeah, damn And this it. is the only place it could have sat. The only place it could have sat, and it had to be this version. Like, it had yeah. to be sung in this kind right. of way. You know, really acoustic, acapella, beautiful, slow, sweet, simple, and um, right. and Alana nailed it, and so, of course, we had to put it in the movie because it was just so darn moving. When the girls, um, the night before we shot this, we just did a run-through really quickly so that we could kind of run and gun when we got there the next day, and the girls sang the song acapella with no, you know, just together, just sang it, and everyone cried, and it was really moving. I will graduate. The world will be my swan song. I mean it. I'll pursue my passion. I'll teach underprivileged children how to sing, or I'll dance exotically. Whatever offers the most money. 
Well, yo, check this out. I'm moving to Maine to get hitched, and all y'all can come. Everybody's invited. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay, guys. Stop asking. I'll you. This is an improv as well. There's a chance I will be deported. I will try to re-enter this country, but I will probably die at sea. So one of the things that Chrissy said she loved about this character was the character embraced the notion of death. She really liked the character. It was very macabre on a certain level, and that every day was like a gift because she wasn't supposed to be here anymore. <laughs> and I thought, if you, hey, if you're buying it, we'll buy it. And she always, she just always embraced that and loved it. Well, to the extent she even has that lovely line, I'd live longer than yeah, I expected. that was all her. On the nose. Mm-hmm, totally. I got my ticket for the long way round. Two bottle whiskey. We just missed another personal favorite of mine, the travel through timeline from, <laughs> from Lee. When I'm gone, this scene was really hard to light because I wanted to be able to go all the way around all the time. This is a true testament to my camera crew. I just love that this was, that's where Becca started with the group. She came to the group with that song. And it means so much to Anna Kendrick in her personal life, too, because it you know, made her a triple platinum-selling recording artist, and that we would sort of bring it all back around as they're all sort of saying goodbye to each other, because this really is their goodbye scene. They don't say goodbye at any other moment right. in the movie. You guys this is when they all say, like, yeah, this really is the end. Ashley, what are you going to do? Actually, though, <laughs> if we were to stop and really think, what could Fat Amy be capable of in the future? I'll tell you guys. I'd be living somewhere like sick, like Tulsa or Little Rock. By day, I'm a professional jelly wrestler for corporate events. And then every night, it's just me cuddled up with my fiance bumper and... Oh, wait. <laughs> I love her look. Yeah. Okay. I've done something terrible. We love this. And I'm not talking about crop dusting Chloe and Becky right now. <laughs> <laughs> there, I, I was watching this movie at one point. I thought, there's so many fart jokes. <laughs> and we, I really didn't mean for there to be this many fart jokes, but they always connect. For whatever reason, people well, love so... fart jokes. And indeed, net gags. And they Can't love the net, net gags. gags. These net gags, I have to say, it's a true testament to the sound design because those net gags, when they're silent, don't Absolutely. have an impact. Absolutely. Oh, there was the pig. There's there the was pig. the pig. There's uh, squeaks. Squeaks the pig. My personal favorite scene in the movie squeaks is... Squeaks is pretty adorable. Well, that hurts my feelings. So this scene, this sequence, um, was something that I came up with. I pitched out to Kay, and then we started... Just laughing and loving it. Epic. It's an absolutely and, um, epic And we really scene. wanted her to, she had to make a grand romantic gesture um, to win Bumper back. And then this song, honestly, it was just came to us very easily. Right. We listened to maybe eight songs. This was always top of our list. And the minute they let us have it, we said, let's go for it. Don't want to 
absolutely intoxicating the scene. It's pretty great. I'm it's trying very to figure over the top. It's very silly. It's obviously an homage to some other film you adore, Liz, and I can't for the life of me figure out which one it is. No, it's, it's truly so it's, deep in your head. No, I mean, it's, it's deeply it's, original. This, but it's a great. It's, it's an homage it's the to the idea of a grand, grand gesture is what I wanted. Yeah, and we knew the lake was there. John Cusack can say anything. It, it is. Huh? It's, it, it's a bit right. of the. It is a bit of right. the um, holding of the boombox moment. I also really wanted them to sing. There's no, there are no duets in any in either of Pitch Perfect or Pitch Perfect Two except this one moment. And right. I really wanted a duet uh, between these two. This well, is the closest thing to a Glee moment you'll find. Closest anywhere thing in Pitch to Perfect. an actual musical moment. Well, first of all, there's instruments, which is no True. instruments mm. don't appear anywhere else in the film except for right here, and um, what up, Mrs. and it's a very musical moment. Yeah. It again walks a really fine line. But we wanted to expand on Absolutely. what we could do with this, with Pitch Perfect and within our universe. Like, was this allowed? And I, Rebel and I sort of came to the conclusion, and it's why this moment works, Go! that the soundtrack is in her mind, that right. no one else can really hear it, right? It's just in her head. And she's singing along to it. And it's why, like, that makes sense. Like, oh, sh this, it went out for a second. And then it came back. Absolutely. And now here she is belting her little heart out to her man. And when he sings with her, it was about him hearing the music as well. I was just so pleased you didn't fall in. I was petrified all those shots <laughs> on the way that you were going to fall was in. A quick, there's a quick shot of Bumper's security segue in the background, too. Yeah, that's right. And of course, if we knew that we were not really going to send Jesse away to California. He would be. He should be in this scene, but no money for reshoots. No money it. for reshoots. We blew it. Jesse should be there. And this is Adam Devine with sounding like Eddie Vedder. I love that moment. <laughs> By the way, of course, he did the alternate super funny stuff. There's some. There's. Which, it's all a lot of it's is on the DVD. The, yeah. Check it out on the DVD. Check it out. Mm-hmm. But this was so magical. Yeah, the minute he started singing, we, we thought that's, that's the way it has to be. It was one of those on the day was just incredible. Really was. <laughs> and Benji's reactions are fantastic. Benji again, bless him, we stuck him in a very hot sweater. <laughs> I remember the poor guy, that entire day, shivering like a camel. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> It was literally 100 degrees, yeah. and the poor bloke was sweating the this, whole time. This sequence is something I literally just threw in halfway through making the movie. I thought, we have to actually see them... Collaborating. Hmm. Collaborating. I really wanted her to go to the studio. I wanted them, and I wanted to hear the production of what she would do with Flashlight, and um, that is Haley singing. I hope we actually create this for the second soundtrack, this dance track with Haley's vocal on it. This was super important for Keegan to have the sunglasses hanging off his ears. Uh, yeah. He just wanted to go for maximum kind of douche, douche factor. Douchebag, yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Not that we're saying all music producers are that, by the way. I, think no. I just want to be clear about that. No. I mean, it's just... Mm -hmm. Who's that one? Uh, this tall drink of water, hey. right there. Emily. Well, um... Gosh. I, do, 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 do. <laughs> I don't I don't like it. <laughs> 
I mean, he brought so much to this character. It's kind of amazing. We had a really we we read a lot of guys for this role. We had a really hard time casting it, and um, I just knew Keegan from life. And uh, interestingly, he looks and and weirdly acts very similarly to our actual music producer Harvey Mason Jr. Mm. They're very similar. Interesting um, point. And Harvey was there these two days with us, and so it was wild to see them together. And I think, love oh, this handshake. Yeah. Oh, so good. Handshake. Uh, oh, teaching <laughs> little white, teaching uh, white people how to do handshakes. Uh, sort of. And I love that he can never remember the names of any. Right, he doesn't care. It's, he doesn't care at all. <laughs> if your name, if you if your name, if you're not some famous like singer, he doesn't care about you. He's so delightfully dismissive, <laughs> and yet recognizes that he has something. Uh, the Copenhagen map. Lots of time spent on lot of in the left corner, those fish. Yes. First of all, you're welcome for coming up with this transition <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> because no one believed that the girls were going to Copenhagen. I was like, what are we gonna do? Let's show an airplane flying across the sky. And I thought, what is this, 1989? So we shot this in our very last I could day do. in New Orleans. Yeah. We've given it away then. Given it away. Yep, this is actually and in New Orleans. of course, it was a tropical storm yep. that one day. It, you but, know, it's interesting because it doesn't rain anywhere else in the movie, so it really does feel like we've gone somewhere new. Absolutely. Because what I there's tends, no rain anywhere else. It tends to rain a lot in Copenhagen. So. Indeed, indeed, I believe it does. <laughs> Ironic, though, the very last day, we dodged rain the entire yeah. shoot. And we, we had about 12 minutes. I mean, I think we literally have four shots. That's it. There's, we only had four shots to choose from. And that was a giant green screen, and we created... That's a Danish flag right uh, there. Copenhagen. Yeah. And that was only, because most of the time, it was pouring. Yeah. That was just a brief Absolutely. moment where it was We just had a only... minute where it wasn't, like, torrentially... Right. Big enough for what we want to do? And there wasn't lightning, because, you know, we can't shoot in lightning with a crane. Take it to work? It'll work for us. That's what matters. Let's go! I love this Iconopop song. There are actually two Iconopop songs in our movie because this song is, was too good not to put in the movie. And the other one's in the opening. We Got the World is also an iconic pop song. I was very insistent that the finale of this movie be an outdoor music festival. <laughs> Everyone thought I was crazy. Well, I, I think we should be clear on this. I, I, I thought it was, of course, the most desired Yes. Approach. By the way, I that's... also thought you were crazy. But ambitious for the but... for Baton Rouge at night with the rain. Right. But but once embraced, as we've yes, touched on, absolutely. we we loaded so many extras we into this. It. We we put out so many calls all over the county for extra extras. Yeah. That's true. Max was just saying that Deke Sharon plays the German commentator in the movie. Interestingly, when I went to Germany, because Deke was so proud of how well he spoke German, Deke, sorry to say, when I went to Germany, they were like, well, that guy is definitely not German, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it was that obvious, huh? <laughs> Although, again, we should, another little-known secret, that at one point there was, it was contemplated that I myself might That's be performing true. a German you judge cameo. You do a wonderful German uh, accent. Allegedly. Apparently, unlike Deke, <laughs> just so you know, the Germans didn't buy it. The other thing we should mention was the... We must have had a lot of rain somewhere in this week. Because we did. it was incredibly muddy. We well, just managed to dodge 
We just, the, we just, it would rain during the day. That's right. And we shot at night. So we did have some mud. We had to, we had a bunch of sort of bridges over big muddy ravines. Right. Um, but for the most part, it worked out. Another thing we did is we dressed our crew in uh, all those black roadie t-shirts, yep. basically. So they were allowed to effectively really? work within scenes. That's right. Setting up in the background um, as if they were at a music festival. Yep. So that's a lot of crew in, in those black t-shirts. I probably go find my seat. But before I go... Yeah, and when you see the background, that's our actual base camp. So, like, actually... Right behind this sequence you're about to see is my and Max's actual trailer that, like, our kids were playing in <laughs> while we were shooting this. No, no, I liked it. you ready? And that's all the real backstage stuff. Like, those are our real light boxes right there. 85221, that's our box. Okay, well, break a leg. Pentatonics. All of these groups were so great here. Amazing. Pentatonics, yeah, one of the biggest acapella groups in the world. We needed to uh, figure out what country they would be from, and since we already had the Bellas representing America. There's my trailer. <laughs> um, and we already saw a British group. We decided we had to make them Canadian. Yeah. Why so, else would they be singing in English? And to signify that they were Canadian, the only way you can do that is by having a maple leaf on the front of your spot. Literally the only way. There was no other way to do it. No. It could have been a Mountie sure. costumes. Yes. We could have put them in um, moose horns, yeah. perhaps. Maybe a lot of flannel. Potentially ice hockey outfits. Sure. Fleece jackets. But all these, as folk will see on the Our DVD, actual AJ, that's our choreographer in Binky. the green, and Binky, those were our, our actual choreographers for the film. But how great were all the different groups here? Um, yeah. Just phenomenal. I tried to capture one. This group is from so my great. alma mater, the University of Pennsylvania. That's Penn Masala. They happened to sing in Hindi, so they got in. <laughs> Only five voices. Amazing. You'll notice, Max, if I recall, you insisted on to ensure that the, the Canadian point was nailed home, we had falling maple leaves yeah. in the background, actually, yes. on the electric scoreboard. Correct. And my this cable camp. So we, al we also, uh, one of my references for this was uh, Glastonbury, the music festival at Glastonbury. And if you look at that festival, there's tons of flags and camping out and... And mud. A lot of mud. It does rain there. So it was a it was that was sort of our reference. The Indian group, the non-stops running off stage. The non-stops. Take a few more of our jobs. I thought the little one was spicy. Big fan of non. I do like non. Non with mango chutney. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And regular non. I don't go for the garlic non. It's too garlicky for me. Hmm. Hear that? Us. Now don't cry too hard when you This is actually edited together out of order. That's right. They were supposed to meet DSM after DSM performed. But we felt like it built it built better tension. Yeah. For them to say, you're not gonna win. Let we're gonna go out and show you why. Ha, your sweat smells like cinnamon. Damn it. <laughs> Classic Kendrick Line. Classic. 
And we should observe here that this entire week was incredible in terms of just these are all real just fans. being there. Yeah. It, it, what happened was we we hired the extras after the very first shot. They'd forgotten about cameras. They'd forgotten about everything. It, it, the whole thing just became a rock concert, yeah. and it was so intoxicating for us all, wasn't it? It, was, it really we was. We talked about it over and all, and actually, when it all finished, it was. It well, was... we had seven cameras, and every camera operator, you know, we just sort of said, "Go get." I just said, "Go get the best. Like, go do it. Let's just go nuts." And they were all so into it, you know. And they're all wearing. They're, they're, you can see some of them on camera every once in a while, and it really was. It was pretty magical. It was an intoxicating few days. Yeah. Was... This is my cable cam. It's flying across everyone's heads. We were waiting for a ball to hit it. I think that one <laughs> that one shot cost more than the entire first movie, I think. <laughs> we had to have pyrotechnics. We actually almost had fireworks as well at we the did. end of the sequence, and I thought, you know what? Too much. The LED screen on the back wall is like 60 by 30. It's absolutely humongous. This, this stage was absolutely humongous. And it took me forever to figure out what all the graphics were going to be on the back there. This song, the guys just killed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely killed. The People's Champions, DSM. And the crowd absolutely loved them, didn't they? <laughs> yes, they did. Loved them. That is real clapping. And real Those children. are real people, that is. And bless them, they were there for hours. Yeah. Did we feed them or had we run out of money at that point? I can't remember. I think we <laughs> threw them the odd drink. <laughs> and this is a Contra history Iwo Jima homage done by the Germans. Doesn't totally make sense, but we thought it was important. I thought it was very clever. <laughs> well, they've the come to conquer. That's right. the whole mm. thing. Yeah. They have yeah. come to conquer. Yeah. So it starts with them, like the Vikings, coming across, rowing to the shore, arriving, kicking butt, winning, and then planting their flag. <laughs> I can see Harvard graduates 20 years from now just debating this in the classic studies in terms of the subtext, in terms of everything we were trying to say. Here you go, buddy. Thanks, man. Where have you been? You have no idea, dude. Performance, guys. We need to get out there and beat DSM. This one's for us. By the way, I still have on my iPhone uh, all, the, all, all, all of this, all the songs. All yeah, right. Can't bring myself to delete. Well, guess what? I'm fat. Great improv by Rebel. Brilliant. Who we are? A bunch of ethnically diverse for the most. Mr. Dean, right there. What? <laughs> right. <laughs> We are watching the last hurrah of the Barden Bellas. It's going to be very hard to pull this off, and if they don't, they are out of business as an acapella group. It is over. So this was, again, all about... They've spent the whole movie doing everything but sing, and I we really wanted them to come out swinging so you weren't sure where this was headed and then surprise you by just really being simple and singing and being harmonious and also relying on their sisterhood. So it was all about bringing back as many bells as they could find to go to Copenhagen with them. 
And this sequence, um, this body percussion, again, this comes directly from real acapella. This is how they make percussion in acapella. They use their bodies. And I wanted to show that the girls were finally in sync, and that this was the beginning of them being fully back in sync with each other. And this, this was created by AJ, AJ and yeah. Vicky. We watched a bunch of videos together where You know, the song's a little on the nose, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> it works. Girl power. It works. Particularly tricky, I remember in prep trying to figure out that song. Ooh, this took the, me the songs, this, uh, I this should one say. This was the hardest one to put together for this, sure. The blends we, of those were so tricky. We needed it to be a mashup. We wanted to stay true to that, and then we wanted to honor the new girl and the legacy and sing an original song. And we wanted it to be clear that Becca, Anna's character, had arranged this for her Bellas. I, I still get chills every time I watch this. Can I say that? I did yeah. say that. Are doing an original song? Such a great song. I'm stuck in the dark with you, my flashlight. You're getting me, getting me through the night. You kickstart my heart when you shine it in my eyes. I can't lie, it's a sweet life. Great reveal. I remember the debates we had in the script in terms of how much does this need to track them appearing. But it was all about less is more. We just totally. need that, that call, the odd moment, and you just get it. It's all about sisterhood. It, it really happened with the conversation with uh, Katie Seagal, I think, where she said, like, it's a sisterhood that supports you for Absolutely. the rest of your life. Like, honestly, it was just needed so, to be sort of very... Completely. Slowly layered in. There's Robin Roberts. Who was there Robin for, Roberts. for hours, if yes. I recall. Hours. Very diligently. Katie Seagal. This is where extras and Liz... There's the flashlight. This yes. is where it came together in an exquisite moment. There it was. I mean, honestly, I would have built... I would have built in um, more into the song in that moment if I knew it was going to happen so quickly. It works beautifully. But it's fine that it comes out It fast. works. I think I would have liked to have built Benji handing them out and all of that a little more with the song, but it does. It Look really... at all those lovely extras. Yeah. I know, we, we handed out 500 flashlights. 
Yeah. That was... And we actually had three and a half thousand extras, if yeah. I recall, at the end of the day, close to four. Yes, not everyone got a flashlight, unfortunately. We asked a lot of people to, like, hold up their phones. <laughs> and by the way, the, the number of times we shot that, every single time was magical. Absolutely yeah. magical. People loved it. People loved the Barnabellas. It was amazing. I've been called a lot of things, Gail, but let me add... <laughs> this sequence was written by Kay. I thought you were going to say gay. <laughs> I just love Ben jumping behind the flag. Emily! Emily! They did it, guys. They won the worlds. Every person here, they've touched me, John. Well, everyone has touched you, Gail, but this... I know it seems like we're just a joke bag, but we are usually trying to get story across. So we wanted 100%. it to be clear that the girls won with heart. You know, they touched everybody, and that's how they beat DSM. They, they won with heart. DSM has precision, but they don't have heart. And I love the DSM, I know we had the debate, but they did just gently acknowledge yeah. that yeah. they lost yeah. to a better team. There's the Bella scarf around Emily's wrist. Okay, repeat after me. I sing your name. That's right. She's got her. She got her scarf finally, and she's finally getting. Now that they're actually a group again, she can be initiated. Whereas initially she couldn't because they weren't allowed to take new members. And that's it. That's the end of the speech. It's nothing weird happened. <laughs> if you know the real, the original Pitch Perfect, that's a funny, really funny joke. Hey, one last thing. Yes, every Bella must christen the house by sliding. This is the ending to the film that we could not figure out until about. Three, it was the day before. <laughs> it was three days before. Really I always once I I when I walked into that house actually I had the idea because we when I was little growing up, my cousins lived in a house with a staircase like that and we used to do that on the staircase. But if you recall, because this is because uh, we were trying to figure it out, we were, we were on the phone to Mr. Kramer. Yeah. And I had actually said, why don't we just have them finish in the house, and the, just get to the top of the stairs, and we just cut hard. And you said, no. no. Why don't we have <laughs> Fat Amy actually tumble ass over yeah. tip well, down the stairs? Because you have That's to right. undercut the the sentimentality. Yeah. That's right. Well, Your uh, finest moment. You Liz. can't. You can't. Thank you. The best part was that Rebel was up for it. She was like, yeah, great Absolutely. idea, let's do it. The worst part was that her stunt double had already left town and that's, dyed that's her right. hair brown. Yeah, and was down in Mexico. Absolutely. We had to literally fly her back the night before, bring her immediately to a hair salon where we re-dyed her hair blonde yeah. to match Rebel's and then brought her to set. She Pretty was incredible. She was spectacular, by the way. She was fantastic. Just throughout, absolutely spectacular. Yeah, she was really amazing. Now, of course, the great tease here and the great debate was when do we get to our voice moment? At what point in the credits? And it was so interesting. We were talking about this the other day at, that, at the screening, at the premiere, where people, they'd sat in their seats, watched a little, they then started getting up, and then they walked. And by the time they actually got to the back of the theatre, that yeah. was exactly... Right when it's when happening. The and they all stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Really fascinating seeing the timing of course of that. we're going to give you more, everybody, of course. But it was right on the knife edge. You see theaters all over the world. They'll, oh, they're going to get back to the back. Got to go to the, got to go to the restroom and then bang. you got to yeah. stay and watch this. Well, part of the reason why I wanted this kind of credit sequence with the lights and everything just really fun was to keep people in their seats a little longer in the hopes of getting people to wait for the voice. Right. 
And also, I, I'm a big believer that with this sequel, the whole reason people love these characters, they want to spend as much time with these characters as possible. Sure. So I wanted to spend a little more time with these guys. Like, I love that shot of Ben, for instance. And, you know, Hannah, and it's just, it's great. Guys, so fun. Another great song, by the way, Esther Dean. So, great Crazy song. Youngsters, a great song. <laughs> Such a great moment. After we shot this, Adam Devine said, Thank you for granting a dream of mine that I didn't know I had. And Max, I think this was your idea, was it not? I believe it, it was. was. We were looking for a way to incorporate the voice and pay off uh, Bumper's earlier reference to being on a singing competition. We also had to ask the voice to uh, retrofit their chairs to allow Blake to turn back, back around because their chairs <laughs> actually don't do that. Jumping the shark all. And then, of course, the debate was, when do we cut out? And Liz, I thought you said, screw it, just play it out. No, I just wanted to cut out. it. No, 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 I, I no, said no, play no, it no. out. I, play. I, I wanted remember. to cut okay. it. Max wanted to play it out. Because I think fans love to see all these guys. It's pretty great. I think we could have cut out. However, <laughs> at the end of the day, we're just playing credits, so, like, right. why not? Not that the credits don't matter. They matter a lot. Adam Levine is very funny here. That look is great. They were all great. They were all yeah. so up for it. I mean, I was so impressed by them. <laughs> and this is, I love this foursome too. I mean, I'm a huge Christina Aguilera For those fan. of you planning on going The Voice, this is not how to do your audition song. Don't do your audition song like that. I geeked out at The Voice, because I actually, I love The Voice. I love Blake. I love Adam. I love Christina. I mean, I love these guys. They're all amazing. <laughs> yes. Please, just under no circumstances, uh, choose me. <laughs> love that delivery. Love it. You have a lot of personality, and I love that. Thank you. You're interesting, and I can work with interesting. All of the coaches at my disposal, I'm gonna have to choose Christina! Woo! We knew he was gonna choose her. I don't remember why. We just thought it was the best if he chose Christina. <laughs> and then gets creepy. And then just gets creepy and weird. And he was so sweaty when he <laughs> put his face up next to her. <laughs> that, oh, God. That's kind she of her was, really reacting. That really is her being like, oh, God, <laughs> this guy. And scene. Well. Yay. Thank you very much for buying the DVD or renting the DVD. Or, or, or however, listening or to listening, us. Or, yeah, or not listening to us. Or turning us on and off. Right. We had a lot of fun making this movie. We love these characters. I don't so think anyone's fun. paying attention anymore. No, it's, it's, it's over now. Listening. I'm not either. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm eating. Done. All right. Excellent.